you know, when you hear about Daisy, you hear about a lot of betrayals and things, and, right. and that's like a lot of people say that's what the game's about. But it's, I guess, learning how to to trust or not trust people. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say to be paranoid means you're playing it right. Yeah. And if you're not paranoid, then it's probably going to get you killed. Yeah. So you really have to learn how to like read people, I guess, mm-hmm. just from a voice, which can be interesting. And it, you know, a lot of the times if I'm, if there's some red flags, I'll run away from somebody. Yeah. So they're not going to kill me. <laughs> Welcome to Tardux, the podcast for content creators that come on to share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I'm super excited. I got Holly. Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. So, uh, when we start the pod, we do three random questions. Are you ready? Sure, yeah. All right. Number one, what's the best thing about where you live? I suppose, um, well, see, I, I used to live in the countryside, and then I moved to a very sort of more city area Mm -hmm. and i guess the the good thing about being in a city a built-up area is just the ease of getting around yeah and getting to things whereas in the countryside it was very you you've got to travel quite far to get anywhere you've got a plan if you got to go get milk or do shopping or something like that yep absolutely all right you're heading out to your favorite place to eat what are you what are you getting oh maybe one of my favorite restaurants is Las Iguanas mm-hmm. in town, and it does. It's like a whole different range of type of food. A lot of Mexicans and stuff like type food type like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the fajitas or yeah. the burritos that they do. Really good stuff. Oh, nice! All right, what would be your most watched movie? Uh, probably Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, uh, all of them. Yeah. Every time I watch The Lord of the Rings again, I tend to watch The Hobbits afterwards as well. And what was your take on The Hobbit, The Hobbit trilogy? Um, it was definitely more modernized. You know, they tend to throw a lot more comedy in these type of things. But mm-hmm. it was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Because nice. I just like the whole world, yep. the whole universe of Lord of the Rings. So. And did you like the TV or the Amazon show they created too? Yeah. There was, I heard there was a lot of mixed reviews on it, but like... As a standalone, if you just go into it, not following every storyline and things, I think it was a really good series. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, welcome to Tardox. So first of all, who is Holly Rex before you found the go live button? What's your background? Um, so I was, before I started streaming, I uh, ran a business. So my business is about nine, 10 years old now. I've been running oh, wow. it. Um, and I was full-time with that for a good two, three years. Um, so I quit my job to focus on the business. Yeah. And then I found myself having a lot of spare time. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to try something on top of that. Mm-hmm. And I got into streaming and I just really, really enjoyed it. Oh, awesome. All right. And now what what made you go hit that go live button? Um, so I, 
I didn't have a PC for a, like the only PC I had really was when I was a kid at home. We had a family PC mm-hmm. and then my brothers had their PCs and laptops and stuff. And they did a lot of gaming on that, but they usually didn't let me touch them. Of course. So, uh, so for a long time, I didn't have a PC. And then my partner, Callum, he was really keen to get a PC. So for his birthday, we got him one, um, which was August. And then he convinced me to get my own PC so that we could game together and stuff. And, but it was such a huge investment. Mm-hmm. Usually whenever I have like a hobby or whatever, I'm pretty frugal with spending money and I yeah. don't spend a lot often. So I, I always try and think like, I was trying to think, you know, what can I get out back from the PC? Mm-hmm. So can I make it work for my business that I was currently doing or, you know, things like this. Um, and then I started, as soon as I got the PC, the first game I downloaded was Daisy. And then I started playing that, had a lot of fun. And I just thought, let's try it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I would enjoy because I, I w- wanted to game, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if I would enjoy gaming as much if I was streaming. I had no idea. Like it was all very, very new to me. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, let's try it. If I don't like it, I, you know, I don't have to keep doing it. But uh, yeah, I just loved every second of it. Oh, excellent! And now, when did gaming start for you? Was Daisy your first game, or did you, you know, game with your brothers? No, I, I was gaming since I was very little. Uh, my, I've got two older brothers, and um, ever since I was a toddler, I'd be watching them play, or we'd be playing together and stuff. Um, a lot of uh, Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, stuff like that, as yeah. well as um, when I was a little bit older, when I, I had the family PC, I would play RuneScape and stuff. Um, I played a lot of console, so a lot of Fallout, Skyrim, Oblivion, this type of stuff. A lot. I like open world games mm-hmm. and like delving into that and kind of just, you know, spending hundreds of hours in them. Oh, cool! And now over you know over the years, what has been your you know some of your favorite games? Um, well, the, every Zelda game ever. I love the Zelda series. Um, I play a lot of them and I've, you know, that's one, one of the first games that I really played, mm-hmm. uh, was Ocarina of Time when I was younger. Um, so I love everything about all of them. Um, and I love the Fallout series. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these games, like I, I could replay a lot. They have a lot of replayability, yeah. but, um, but it's funny. I never, when my brother's were playing Daisy. It was when it was very fast to standalone. Yeah. Um, they were playing it on their PCs um, and their gaming laptops, and they would never let me play because they were too busy playing themselves. <laughs> so, so I never. I I got to watch a little bit, and I yeah. found it really, really cool and interesting, and like really fun that it's like online. And they were saying like, "Oh, there's a person over there," and I'm like, "Wow, it's it's a real person that they're like stalking," mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was really interesting to watch. Oh. But. I never actually, I never knew it was on console. So for the past 10 years or so, I had no idea that I could have been playing it. Oh, wow. So, But it was the first thing I got when I got the PC. Yeah. Yeah, so many people who have been on the pod talk about Ocarina of Time as their most favorite game. And for me, I've never played it. It was like sort of a, a time in my life where there was a gap in games and I just missed that game. And, and so many people speak so highly of it. Yeah, it's such an incredible game. The nostalgia for me as well, it's just... I feel like the all of the Zelda series are just so beautifully done. The mm-hmm. music, the gameplay, it's, yeah, they're all really incredible. Nice. And now when you hit that go live button, you said well, Daisy was the first game you streamed? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Daisy was the first game, yeah. 
And then, you know, have you basically just focused as a Daisy streamer or have you brought in other games over the years? Um, I have. When a game comes out that I'm interested to play on stream, I, I've played a bit of that. I've played um, some scary games as well here and there. Mm -hmm. um, what's the the series of games where you make the decision-making ones? They were fun to play. Uh, I don't know what they're called. Not Resident Evil ones? No, the... Uh, Oh, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> the decision-making ones. Like where you, you have like three options come up and you yeah. got to pick which one. Okay. Yeah, they're always fun to play on stream. Yeah. Um, played a little bit of Tarkov. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly Daisy. But if something else comes out, I I, uh, I might dabble, might nice. try it. Any games coming out that you're looking forward to play? Um, to be honest, I haven't really kept up with mm -hmm. the all the new stuff at the moment. Right. So I'm not too sure. We the people are definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That uh, I like the uh, the direction they're taking that game, and and we talked a little bit earlier about how they're involving the community, and it's it's just you know they're being open to how things are going. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Actually, saying that another game that I'm I have been having a lot of fun with was uh, Dark and Darker. They, oh They've yeah. had a few play few play tests recently, and uh, yeah, that's that's been a lot of fun. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Nice. So. Yo, when did you first hit that go live button? Uh, October 21. Okay. So, and, yeah, so almost coming up to two years now. Oh, wow. And now, you know, since you've been streaming for the last two years, what's been the hardest thing about, you know, being a streamer? Um, honestly, probably not, like, stopping myself from streaming too much. Yeah. Because I have so much fun with it. That I just, you know, if, if I'm not doing anything in a day, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just go live and, yeah. you know, have fun with the chat and play games. But it's it that if you're streaming all the time, you can't get anything else done. So it's like balancing <laughs> the time. Yes. Um, just because it, it's so much fun. The streaming is the fun bit. And then you've got all the other stuff that you've got to, that I try and get done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so much more than just playing a video game on stream. There's so much that goes along with it. You know, all of the social aspects of it, uh, you know, creating content to, to upload, edit and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I really try and keep on top of it because I've got the YouTube going as well. So I, I've been trying to, on my days off, I'll focus on editing and stuff. I mm -hmm. say days off, days off from streaming, but I'll be doing all of that. In, in that time. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like a job, well, if, you know, because like you, you were just talking about, you know, if, if you're not doing anything, you want to stream and it's, it's great because you have that passion. You enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, with having my business before as well. So for a long time I was working full time mm -hmm. and basically it was another full time job and I'd finish work. I'd come home, I'd work on the business. And so I, ha I've, kind of learned from that I've there's a lot of things that I brought over from like um learning from that business that I brought over to this where because for a couple of years then I was just focused on my business from mm -hmm. home so yeah it's a lot of it feeds into it and I've learned a lot uh with like time management and mm -hmm. stuff and self-motivation yeah from that too absolutely and now when you, f how did you end up finding Twitch? Was it, you know, just growing up, your brothers, you find, you know, watching people play, play, uh, play games on stream or, you know, what was your, you know, sort of, how did you discover streaming? Um, 
honestly, I when I started streaming, I was very new to all of it. I watched like YouTube videos here and there, but yeah. not really tied into Twitch so much. I didn't actually watch. I think when I when I started streaming, that's when I made my Twitch account. Yeah, it's I I didn't have an account oh, before wow. that. I, I yeah, so it was all very very new to me. But now, obviously, I watch uh, streamers here and there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was all very new. And now, you know, those first few times you you went live and you had you know strangers coming in and chatting with you. What was that experience like? Uh, it was it was really cool actually. When I first started, um, it was I was playing Daisy for about a month or so before I started streaming. And I'd be playing it every day and I'd be meeting the same people in game because I'd be playing the same server. So I, uh, we created discord. So like if we met somebody and they wanted to jump in the discord so we could play again together, we did that. So I made a lot of friends in the first month and then they, they, they kind of egged me on to stream as well, Mm -hmm. which was good because I was, I was really on the fence. I wasn't, I didn't want it to impact my enjoyment of the game right um because i had no idea what to expect with it um but yeah they they egged me on and then when i started streaming they uh they were in the chat and stuff so it's nice there was familiar faces yeah in my chat which was really really good oh that's awesome so cool and now you know since you you know you started streaming what's been you know some some of the high points some of the you know wow i can't believe that happened um it's it's all i mean it's such a snowball it seems yeah and it you know i I get to one milestone i'm like wow you know this is crazy and then you know a few months later we're hitting more milestones and it's it's all kind of it's just like a snowball effect so i it's difficult to pick anything in particular now when when did you know you could take this full time. Was it, you know, something happened like, you know, big raid and just progress, you know, just every day your, your uh, viewer count kept going up, your community got larger, or was there something just gradually over time, just being consistent and streaming every day? Yeah, I think the consistency definitely helps. Um, but for me, it was kind of, I was in a very lucky position because I was already working from home and my business, I'd like streamlined everything with that to the point where I had all this free time. I could still focus on the business, making me my full-time income. Mm-hmm. And then I could see where the streamer would take me, but it was very, very quick. Like, so I, I bought the PC and I was, um, I, I had made back what I spent on the PC in the first two months, oh, wow. which just, I was blown away with i was like wow this is you know this is happening yeah you know and uh so then when i started really enjoying it and month after month i kept earning uh you know a sizable income yeah. from it it started to overtake my business so then i started putting more attention into streaming just because i was i was having so much fun with it um i just wanted to put more time and and stream more so now i'm at the point where it's my full-time thing and my business i i don't spend anywhere near as much time on it it's a very mm-hmm. it's a side thing now yeah oh wow and now something that you you know nothing really prepares you for when you're streaming is when those big raids happen to you you know any big raids that stick out for you where somebody you know somebody you know you're streaming with x number and all of a sudden now you've got triple x numbers in your chat and your chat windows flying by and everything yeah it's it was uh there has been a lot of big raids. I mean, the biggest raid that I ever had was from Eowan, which is the Spanish, biggest Spanish streamer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I 
happened I bumped into them in game. Um we went on a very short run, but then and then I had you know a bunch of people coming into my chat already without the raid and I was like I was really overwhelmed. It was because I had my alerts on. It was breaking my stream oh, no. and it was like lagging my game. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. And then a little bit later on, I we were having a fight. Like I lost them because we died or something. So I, I went, I was with another group and then we ended up having a snipe off with somebody and it happened to be him. And I had, I got a really good shot on him from like, really far away mm-hmm. um, and it happened to be him so then he came over with the raid and it was uh it was really really cool um yeah the chat was just crazy but yeah. all the support from that was um awesome he, he's got a, a really good community oh awesome that's so cool now if somebody was thinking about hitting that go live button today you know what kind of advice would you have for them um i think obviously having you know you set you don't i feel like you don't need to do much you don't need all the fancy overlays and all this Mm -hmm. as long as you have you know decent audio um and then i'd say the one of the main things is just consistency so like even if you can't stick to uh you know a weekly schedule Mm -hmm. just have like at least one or two days where you can say this one or two days that's where when i'm going to be live and then everything else will that's that's what i did at first it was like i think i had two days or three days where I was like, these days I'm live, everything else will work around team ups or around what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I think letting people know exactly when to expect you is, and being consistent with yeah. that is really, really key. Yeah, great advice. And now something I ask a lot of the creators who've been on are, you know, to share their Twitch partner story. You know, what what is your partner story? When did you find out? How many times did you apply? Um, well, I... It was so I started in October and then by <clears throat> April I was able to apply. And by April I was um consistently over 75, mm-hmm. but like sometimes over a hundred. Uh so when I applied, I waited a few weeks and then they actually got back to me in May, um, a couple days before my birthday, I think. Uh, which was really, really cool. So <clears throat> now my birthday and my partner anniversary at, at the same time. Oh, no um, way. But yeah, I, I, I applied once and they accepted. That's fantastic. So it was uh, really, really exciting. And now, do you remember where you were when you got the notification? Were you on stream at Ooh, that time? or No, I definitely wasn't streaming because I was, I was wondering whether I announce it in my Discord mm-hmm. and stuff or whether I do it on stream and, and have a big thing. But yeah, I... I think I I saw the email maybe in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got on the phone to Cal and my partner. I was just really excited about oh, it. Awesome. Yeah, I had uh, one person on. She was out at dinner with a bunch of friends, and she you know she got word, and she was all excited, and all her friends were like, you know, they have no idea what streaming is or anything like that. What is you know what's your family and friends think? Do they have an, a concept of what you know what you do, or are they like you just play video games? Well, yeah, they they don't. Obviously, with their milestones and stuff, they might not understand right. how significant they are. But yeah, they're they're very very happy for me. Oh, and awesome. my brother, um, in particular, he he watched a lot of TRMZ and stuff when mm-hmm. he started playing DayZ when he was uh, younger as well. So he he has that kind of concept about it from from him. And yeah, he thinks it's really really cool oh, that's um, that I'm you know making money playing DayZ and stuff yeah. and making a living doing that. 
Oh, that's so cool. And speaking of Daisy, what was your path to it? How did you end up finding it? Uh, well, it was just from my brothers, watching my brothers play. Yeah. Um, when they were, when it first came out, so it must have been around 2013. Mm-hmm. As soon as it came out, they were really, really excited about it. And it's funny thinking back at it now because, um, like, I can compare how I played to how I watched them play, mm-hmm. and it was very different. I remember my oldest brother, he would find a tower and get a sniper, find a tower, and he would sit there for hours <laughs> and just wait for people to come by. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. And and what is the hook that Daisy has on you that you know makes you excited to play it every day? I think it's the fact that the interactions and stuff can be so different. You find different people every day. It just the social aspect of Daisy is mm-hmm. incredible. Nice. And now do you find like do you I had uh, when Dr. Dreis was on, I asked him, you know, because he plays a lot of European servers, was there a difference or a difference in play style versus playing uh, EU servers versus North American servers? For you, you know, do you, you know, sort of play on both sort of both sides of the pond? And do you notice a difference in play style or people's interactions when you're playing on different servers? Um, I guess the servers that I play now, even like, uh, so I play a lot of zero servers, and even though they're based in, Europe, they yeah. get a, a lot of American players because it's so popular. So I've, on these servers, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the past, it has been more like if you play an EU server, maybe there's a lot of like groups that are speaking different languages yeah. and stuff because there's so many so many different languages mm-hmm. in, uh, in Europe. Um, so for that reason, I would opt for like American servers if yeah. possible so that I know that like them usually going to be speaking English. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's very much even the European servers, the popular ones, they have everybody from around the world yeah. on there. That's so cool. So it's it's really cool, yeah. Nice. And now what how would you describe your sort of your your preferred server to play on? A vanilla type server? which certain maps do you enjoy? Yeah, I love vanilla Daisy, but like a lot of the servers that I play, like Zero or Day One, it's mm-hmm. like vanilla esque, so it's you know, quality of life mods and stuff just yeah. to improve the game that that little bit more. Um, so yeah, that and and no base servers. I've never actually done any base building or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the adventure of it of yeah. the no base servers. Yeah, that's that's what got me hooked into it. You know, this whole pod started you know really in the Tarkov space, and then I had Ariana on, and her excitement for the game got like the game sat in my Steam library for probably eight years and never played it, and then. After having her on, hearing the excitement, and every game is an adventure, it's like, all right, I got to try it. And I got hooked. It's a wonderful game. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be hooked as soon as as soon as you play a little bit. That's it. Yeah. It's it's so addictive because yes. it's just so, it's like a big playground for mm-hmm. kids, like for adults. You could just, you can do what you want. And, yeah. and, you know, it's the fact that you can speak to people as well. And especially on PC, a lot of people speak back. So yes. it's uh, it's really, really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for you, what was the hardest thing to learn playing the game? Um, well, I guess at first, I, I guess it's like learning. At first, I, you know, when you hear about Daisy, you hear about a lot of betrayals and things, and right. and that's like a lot of people say that's what the game's about. But it's, I guess, learning how to to trust or not trust people. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say to be paranoid means you're playing it right. Yeah. And if you're not paranoid, 
then it's probably going to get you killed. Yeah. So you really have to learn how to like read people, I guess, mm -hmm. just from a voice, which can be interesting. And it, you know, a lot of the times, if I'm if there's some red flags, I'll run away from somebody, yeah. so they're not going to kill me. <laughs> and now, you know, getting going, you know, when you get when you draw, start a new raid or a new adventure, what is your strategy to get? You know, food. What's your sort of you know? Do you have a stra starting strategy when you start off uh, on in a new adventure? Yeah, I think, I, I guess it depends on the map. Say if I was playing Essica or something, mm -hmm. the first thing I want to do is get a gun. Uh, if I was playing Nemalsk, it'd be, you know, get some clothes, get some food. Um, but yeah, other maps, usually it's get some food together and then try and find a gun um, or try and find a teammate yeah. and then head in. Now, do you prefer to play alone or do you have, you know, do you like to hook up with other people and start, you know, start a fresh, you know, fresh raid or adventure that way? Well, I feel like I'm um, some days, especially with streaming, I feel like uh, being solo mm -hmm. can be good to be able to talk to chat and, and focus yeah. on chat more. Um, so I appreciate my solo days, but also I love teaming up with people. So I'll, like it. I'm never going to go into a, a day and say I'm only going to be solo today. Yeah, I'll I'll always be open to you know if I meet somebody and talk to them mm -hmm. and run with them. Because um, yeah, like some days I'll be solo, some days I'll run with a group of five people and yeah. it'll be chaos and it's you know that's <laughs> half of the fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what I you know. It's a lot of people who you know play the game. They prefer to play solo because they can focus more on chat, like you were just saying. Like if you're solo, you're you know in tune with chat. But I've had uh, you know content creators come out and say, "Hey, today's a special day. I'm playing with X, Y, Z, and you guys are almost like along for the ride." And you know, it's it's how you approach it is it, you know works either way. Yeah, for sure. I do try and um, I don't like to miss messages in chat, so I, I try my best to read everything. But yeah, yeah, a lot of the times, especially if you're in a fight or something, it can be difficult. Yeah. But um, I think that it's when I'm solo, if I'm like in really in the map or geared or something, it can sometimes make it more difficult to read chat because you have to have eyes in the back of your head. Yes. So you've, you've really got to concentrate more. But but yeah, it's. I, I really don't mind um, either way. Yeah. And now Daisy seems like it's the perfect game to stream because you can have moments where you're know, sort of quiet moments where you can really just, you know, interact with your chat. And then there's moments where it's high intensity and it's just it seems like a, a, a has a nice balance for a streamer to, to play. Yeah, I, I'd say it's the perfect game to, to stream. Yeah. Because, yeah, you could go hours without seeing anybody and just surviving and looting. And like, I, I feel like. That's that's a great opportunity to talk to chat. You can talk about anything, you know. It's, yeah. it's, so it's not always just focused on the game. We'll have conversations about anything, but then suddenly you're getting shot at, and it's all everything's all up in the air, and it's you know it can be very zero to a hundred. Yeah. And now, when you hear the gunshots, are you one of those people that run towards the gunshots, or sort of you know right, I'm not ready for this, or I, you know I, let's go f keep our adventure going. Well, as long as the gunshots aren't at me, I'll run towards <laughs> it. If they're at me, I'll run to cover. But yeah, it's I I definitely run towards the shots. Yeah. I like to get involved yeah. and and see what I can do. Excellent. Now, is there anything you would like to see Daisy? You know, the the developers add to Daisy. Anything missing that you would like? Yeah, you know, it really needs this. Uh, I guess there's a few things. One of the like main things that I would say is. Uh, 
Well, there's a couple things actually. Login noises and logout noises. I'm really keen to see them add. I I put something in the feedback tracker about it as well. Like, uh, if somebody's logging out, you do a yawn or something, so it's oh. like a, an audible cue. So yeah. if somebody's outside, they're gonna know because there's a lot of combat loggers, so that it can yeah that can really ruin the immersion and stuff when you're in the middle of a fight or you're having a standoff with somebody and then you've been waiting outside for half an hour and but nobody's inside because they've logged yeah. off. So uh, a little cue like that would be, I would I would be up for that. That would be uh, really helpful to avoid combat logging and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the way the so when you hip fire, you know how it's just straight down. Yes. Pinpoint accuracy, pretty much. I'd love to see that a little bit more Tarkov style, where mm-hmm. it's it, the bullets go a bit stray so it's not like you know a crosshair won't help you right um so yeah i'd love to see something like almost like legacy gunplay yeah but I, there's a lot of people that don't like that but maybe that a little bit more fine-tuned yeah. okay and yeah i i really like that logging idea you know a noise like because like you said if you're you know you're waiting a half hour and somebody just all right quit like, ah, it's, you know, it's, like you said, it just kills that immersion and, you know, kills your time from playing the game too. Now it's like, okay, that yeah. sort of, yeah, it broke, you know, sort of breaks it. All right. Yeah. So what is, so I did not know the ish sliders were, you know, could be a controversial subject. You know, when Joe was on, she's like, she's not a fan of these. And apparently, you know, that was, uh, you know, so I'd like to get your take on the ish sliders. Uh, the, the ish sliders. Yeah. The, so they have been nerfed recently, mm-hmm. actually, and I am not a fan of the nerf. I think they, I mean, it could, it's a pain when somebody just sneaks up on you and yeah. it's so silent. But um, I think uh, Jez made an interesting point, actually, where um, it's maybe if you had the ish sliders on, it would it would make a hurt noise mm-hmm. every now and then as oh. if you're walking on a stone or yeah. something. So like there's that. It's not going to be completely silent, and there's a risk you're going to make a noise yeah. when you use them. But yeah, I think the recent nerf on them, where it's like they, they only last for about 10, 15 minutes, oh, and okay. they're not silent anymore. Like they're as loud as boots. So they're, yeah. I think they're louder than trainers, which I, I it doesn't make sense no. to me. <laughs> I feel like they should definitely be quieter. But yeah, Jez's uh, idea with the the little hurt noise every now and then yeah. on ran- random occasions could be interesting. I like that. Like little, yeah. Like as if you're stepping on Legos or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Now, do you uh, do you participate in any of the Daisy events that you know the community uh, runs or anything like that? Yes, I I'm usually all over events. I love uh, an event, and uh, the the events. There's been a lot recently, and it's been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's been really really cool to take part in them all. Nice. Any any particular ones that you you know stick out that have been you know really enjoyable? Um, well, pretty much any of Happy Bombs events yeah. have been awesome. Um, I've played a few of them and like the True Colors one that yeah. was in Deer Isle, I think. Um, that was really, really fun. And I had a lot of, uh, you know, I, I did pretty good on it. And it, it's always a really good feeling when you do an event and you do good, even yeah. if you don't win. Like I, I don't expect to win any of these events, but as long as I do something, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm happy with it. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the first Queens of the Castle, I was in that, and that yeah. was really, really cool. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, the first and the second one I was in. Any, uh, any events you're looking forward to that are coming up? Um, I don't, I don't think I'm signed up to any that are coming up. Yeah. 
now. I think I think maybe we do some. I I feel like um I feel like there's going to be something coming hopefully soon from Happy Bombs because yeah. we haven't seen a, a True Colors or anything recently. Oh. So yeah, that that'd be a lot of fun. Cool. And now how would you describe the Daisy community? Uh mostly they're an incredible community. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't look too much on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. it's it's usually there's there's a few bad eggs. Yeah. As but with every life. community. Yes. Yeah. But but honestly, the like when I started streaming, I was amazed by how much uh, love and support and you know th- these people that have been playing the games for years and mm-hmm. I just come along and I'm I don't know what I'm doing and uh, they you know they support and and raid and stuff and and it's really really cool to see yeah yeah the thing that's really you know that's really impressive I think is is the how healthy the female Daisy creators are there's so many good creators out there and they're kicking butts and it's just it's really nice to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, one of my first streams on Iztec, uh back in the day was I ran into Echo, and at this point I had no idea who anybody was because yeah. I I didn't I I just started streaming and I didn't know about the community. I wasn't on Twitter or anything, uh, but yeah, I ran into Echo and we had a, a really really cool run um, on Iztec. and yeah, it's, it was it was a really nice introduction, especially meeting one of the the great females of yeah. the community. Yeah, very cool. And now I also see that you're part of the Survivors. What is the Survivors? Uh, so it's a stream team um, originally created by TRMZ, um, although he's he doesn't like run it anymore because of time constraints, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just a, a stream team full of... I was actually invited to it and I was honored to be invited. Um, but yeah, it's full of awesome Daisy creators Nice. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Excellent. Yeah, there's some really great names in there. Yeah. Cool. And now, how would you describe the Holly Rex community? Um, honestly, I'm so sometimes I'll like check out other people's chats or like I'll be hanging out in streams, and sometimes it can you know you chats can be pretty toxic, or you have to like they have to ban a bunch of people. Yeah. Or, you know, you get a lot of trolls. Surprisingly, I very, very rarely ever have to ban anybody or time anybody out mm-hmm. or anything like that. I basically have no mods the majority of the time in my chat. Um, so, and it's it's just, I'm amazed at, they're always so great and, yeah. and nice and kind. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really nice for me. Excellent. Now, do you go, do you go to any of the Twitch cons or any other, you know, gaming events? Uh, no, but I will be going to TwitchCon Vegas this year. Oh, no way. I've got my tickets and yeah, I'm ready. Excellent. So now that'll I've, be my first one. Have you ever been to Vegas before? I haven't. Never been to oh. America, so it's my oh, first no time. Way. Excellent. Yeah. You will be in for an amazing, amazing adventure. Um, yeah. Even if you don't like to gamble, the people watching alone in Vegas is, you know, top tier. You will see all sorts of, you know, interesting folks and, uh, yeah, like you you walk by and there's like, you know, $1,000 slot machines and you see a little old granny just dropping her coins in. And it's just like it's, some of it is mind boggling. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. And mostly I'm excited to go and meet some of the other community members yeah. that are going to be there from Daisy. Yeah, I've had a bunch of people on and it's, you know, when it was their first TwitchCon, you're going there and you almost have like two roles. One is you're the you're going there and seeing some of the peers that you, you know, 
you stream with, you've seen, and almost like as, you know, just, you know, it's like, you know, people you admire, and then you turn this way, and there's people from your community coming up, and you're now in that role of that admire. So it's going to be a interesting yeah. thing when you come back to get your take on it. Yeah, for sure. Now, looking forward to anything in particular when you go over there? Um. Honestly, it's just going to be meeting people. I'm going over on my own, so yeah. it's very nerve-wracking. I'll be traveling on my own, and um, yeah, it's. I, I'm just really looking forward to meeting people and networking, I guess, yeah. and seeing what TwitchCon is all about. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, are you you just going to Vegas, or are you going? To, are you adding any other you know stops along the way? Uh, just to Vegas. I, so TwitchCon's on for the weekend, but I'll be going for the week because yeah. I can't really go to vegas just for a weekend if it's right. my first time so so yeah i'll be looking for other things to do um around twitchcon yeah um i've heard there's a lot of shooting ranges out there which could be interesting yes so I, we might um might have a, a shooting range or something that yes there is and you can fire all sorts of guns and it's yeah a lot of people have done it have a blast with it yeah, I, I've got an idea. I need to put it in. We've got a, a chat for everybody that's going. Mm-hmm. I've got an idea to try and get the Daisy lot to do like a paintball thing yeah. or an airsoft thing there. Oh, excellent. Now, something that people don't realize is, you know, as a full-time content creator, you don't get sick days. You don't get vacation days. So now you taking this week off as a live streamer, you've got, you know, you're going to take a, you know, Sort of everybody who leaves for you know any period of time sees their viewership go down and whatnot. Now you've got to come back, build that up. But having no sick time or vacation time, that's that's not an easy thing to try to balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess again with my other business, mm-hmm. it, I had the same thing. Like, yes. Um, luckily, if if I was sick, honestly, when I when I would be sick, that's when I'd work the most. Yeah. With my other business, because I, I could just do a lot of it from my phone or from mm-hmm. my laptop. So with those uh, days off, it's when I'd get the most done. But obviously with streaming, it's it's a bit different because, you know, if I'm sick, I can't stream. But, um, yeah, I, I've not had any extended period of time off yeah. um, since I started, to be honest. So it will be interesting. But hopefully, um, I mean, I would be interested to try an IRL stream, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works without all this stuff. Yes. So, yeah. um, So I might look into that. Now, out of all the the you know, I don't want you to feel like you're leaving out names. So, who are you you know who are you looking forward to most in you know meeting in IRL? Um, just I guess anybody, yeah. like anybody from the community. There is there's some maybes and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly who's going. There's some people that are definitely going, but um, but yeah, I'm, it it would be really cool to see a, a lot more faces there. Excellent. So now when you, you know, you sign off for the day and you're not editing or anything like that, you know, what do you like to do away from the computer? Uh, at the moment, I've been watching Game of Thrones again. Yeah. So I've been spending a lot of time watching that. When Whenever I finish stream, I'll, I'll go to bed and watch an episode mm-hmm. of that. Um, I, the on the weekend just gone, I did a lot of cooking. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I... Uh, batch cook a lot of stuff whenever I've got time. Uh, I enjoy cooking or baking stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically just hanging out with Huey and Callum when I can, and yeah, and relaxing. Nice. Uh, you know, did you know that the in the Tarkov community we have our own Jon Snow lookalike? Oh, really, Mister Gibbons? Ah, okay. Oh, yes, I know Mister Gibbon. Yeah, he's been doing Daisy recently. Yes, he has. Yeah, and yeah, some of the stuff he's come out with. He's he's so funny. 
I, it's, yeah, yeah. He's, yes. But yeah, it's, it's, you look at it, it's like, oh my God, that is Jon Snow. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I never really thought about it now, actually. I'm going to have to look at him again. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, any events coming up or any goals that you're looking forward to hitting this year? Um, so there's the Partner Plus program on Twitch that has just been rolled out. Mm -hmm. And I am, I'm surprisingly close. When I checked, I, I thought, you know, it's probably way out of reach but yeah. when i checked it it's surprisingly close to the goal um so i've been i've been pushing for that and it would be amazing if i could reach it but i yeah it's it's a very tough goal to reach it so. is yeah absolutely and something on the youtube side of things you know have you done much on the short side of the short form or you know they call it the you know vertical content yeah, I for a long time I've been putting out daily shorts. Now mm -hmm. I've, I'm doing it like every other day. But yeah, for a long time I was making daily shorts, um, which really really helped the channel. It boosted yeah. it. And then I do the vods. I put vods up. But I am in the talks with somebody at the moment to get some edited content because yeah. I did used to edit content when I first started my channel. But it was a very is very small at that point. Um, so and then it started growing when I was doing the vods and the shorts. Yeah. So, but at the moment, unfortunately, I don't have a ton of time to be editing, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, 20, 30 minute videos. Right. So it's convenient for me to put the VODs up in the shorts, but I am trying to get somebody to edit some of the adventures down to little bite size videos. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's you know, two, two points there. One, the shorts, a lot of people, you know, just putting a daily short up or every couple of days. Yeah, it's it, they're using it as for like an advertisement. Hey, you know, ch uh, channel people over to your to your main channel, and it you know it surprisingly can really work. Yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, I, I think I don't think the channel will be half as big as it was now if if it wasn't for like the the daily shorts for yeah. a, a while. And then you know, hitting on your editing subject, uh, a lot of the people who've been doing this a long time. When I ask them, you know, what do you what would you change if you could go back? And they said they would have hired an editor earlier. And then, you know, having that editor is, you know, it lets them focus on other things or also just, you know, just focus on the stream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's the dream to have somebody to edit like a video a week or something, yeah. but obviously it can be very expensive. Yeah. So now since I've I've got my YouTube channel monetized, so now I make um, some money from the VODs and the shorts. Mm -hmm. So I've decided I'm just instead of, cause I'm, I'm really the type of person that, if I can do it myself, I want to do it myself because yeah. I, I can be a control freak with with everything, mm -hmm. like with my business, with my channel, with everything. Um, but it's it's such a huge time to you need you really need to to edit these videos, um, and it would be a huge relief to have somebody else be able yeah. to do that for me. So I've decided I'm just going to reinvest any of the ad revenue that I, I've okay. Earned on YouTube yeah. into an editor and then we could like, it's no loss. We can just see if it grows the channel. Cause I really think edited content would help it grow even more. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the one thing I did hear about people trying to find an editor, it's tough because you want, like you said, you know, giving up control, finding somebody who sort of, you know, understands your style. That's, you know, that's probably the hardest part when it comes to trying to find the editor. Yeah, for sure. At the moment, I'm just trying to navigate the best, most productive way to, give them what they need yep. to edit so like a lot of my adventures end up being like nine hours long yeah so editing nine hour vod especially when you haven't watched it so mm -hmm. you don't know 
what happened or what the story is. I would yeah. really have to like give them the story. And then uh, one tip actually for editing that I, I will always do now is whenever I was editing a really long VOD, I would put it on like 1.5 times yeah. speed or two times speed to cut that almost mm -hmm. in half. Um, and then you could just kind of watch and I would cut it up like that. But yeah, I'm trying to figure out the best way to to give the editor what they would yeah. need to Makes sense. to edit it, you know, quickly and, and efficiently. Yeah. Yeah, that's my tip for when I'm doing audiobooks. One point five or two times speed. Get through the book faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a, a lot of people say that they watch YouTube videos and stuff in two times okay. speed, but I don't think I, I could do that. Or they, they watch series in yeah. two times speed. Oh, I, I don't think, think I would want that. to do that. But. No, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I've heard it from a lot of people. Okay, very interesting. All right. Well, hey, Holly, thank you so much for being on the pod. Um, you know, if you have, ever want to come back, the, you always have an open invite. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you very much. I appreciate you you having me. Yeah. And one thing before I let you go, though, it's you know tradition. You have to call out somebody to come on the pod who you think would have a good story. Ooh. Um... Oh, I'll have to say Lexi. Okay. It's Lexify. All right. Yep, there she... we go. I'm so... sure she'd uh, be a great podcast. Excellent. Member. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate okay. it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for the chat.